And so these weeks of uh, Advent uh, leading up to Christmas and uh, moving now into the, the season of Christmas and uh, Epiphany to come, we uh, entertain these great uh, themes of Christmas. We have gone all along and have uh, talked about peace, hope, joy. Uh, we have certainly championed the love that is ours uh, in Jesus Christ. We have uh, talked of uh, new life. And now today of the good news of Christ and how important it is for, for us to, one, know that news for ourselves, to live into it, to be able to express it and to share to those who are around us. We, uh, we know full well of the great uh, commission to go, therefore, into all the world and to make disciples. This is uh, our commission, the commission that uh, Christ gives to, to each and every one of us. So it comes to us to share the good news that we have experienced. We, uh, we know that we could all use a good deal of, uh, of, of good news. Uh, this is a season as we are experiencing almost on a daily, uh, uh, daily basis uh, it seems that, that bad news abounds. I can't speak for the shepherds who visited uh, Jesus the night of his birth but I'm sure that they were, were all open to just a bit of good news for, for their lives. And boy, did they, uh, they get it. They got it in a grand way, in a profound way. Good news that uh, turned their lives and in fact turned the very life of the world. The angel did not disappoint. We, we read it on, um, on Christmas Eve, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a, a baby wrapped in cloth and, and lying in a manger. This is the good news that was delivered by the angel to those shepherds who were doing their thing uh, through the night. This is the same message that is delivered to you and me, a message of good news, a message of great hope, of great joy and love, a message that brings peace to our lives, a message that Christ has come. So upon hearing the good news, the shepherds had to see for themselves. And there's just something about Christmas that, that brings us to where we wanna see for ourselves. We, we want to experience deeply the very thing that is, that is promised, the very thing that is the, the rhythm of the, the season in which we, we find ourselves. We, we read about those shepherds uh, wanting to see for themselves uh, in, in Luke 2, uh, verses 16 through 20. And we read today this, our scripture, that uh, shares about uh, what the shepherds did, not only in going and seeing for themselves, but then leaving that scene and sharing with all who would listen. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, 
glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is a season famous for to-do lists. We have had plenty to do over the last few weeks, let's admit it, and, and every one of us are just sort of breathing a sigh of relief that, that uh, some of the press and busyness of the Christmas season is now in, in, in the rearview mirror. We do take that collective sigh of relief, and let's, uh, let's uh, be thankful for the fact that we live to tell about it. More importantly, I pray that we, just like the shepherds, live to tell about the great things that we too have experienced. I want to challenge you to, to take some time to think, to contemplate, to reflect on all that has gone on these uh, past few weeks during the very special season of Advent and how you have experienced the good news of Christ for yourself. For the Scripture, for the uh, shepherds rather, the Scripture shares that they hurried off to see for themselves, to see what the angel had, had told them about. It wasn't just enough to hear the report of Christ's birth. They had to see for themselves. These shepherds would not be denied. And upon seeing for themselves, they could do no other but share about the very thing that they had witnessed. They, they just couldn't contain themselves. For them, this was not so much a, a to-do, but a, but a want-to sort of thing. Them witnessing the fact of Christ's birth, being there in that very special scene uh, there uh, near the, the manger, they, they found themselves impacted. They found their lives changed, and they could do no other but go and share what they had seen. Theirs was a want-to sort of thing. Theirs was a, a go-tell-it-on-the-mountain sort of thing. And, and all who listened were amazed. Let's never forget that the story we have to share is nothing short of amazing. Think about it. The story of Christ's birth is nothing short of amazing. The fact that some choose to turn us off when we share about that amazing story, and we can't utter the, the, the word amazing without considering the amazing grace that makes all of this possible. We, we need to, 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 to move forward headlong into to, to sharing the amazing news the good news of Jesus Christ having been born into the life of the world, not ashamed, but standing with strength and courage and all empowerment to share the good news of Christ being born anew in our lives. And come, it comes to us then to share that good news. We are to share it from the heart. We are to share out of our experience what we share is, is not some secondhand report. We, we share from the first person. This is how I have experienced Jesus Christ. This is how He is making a difference in my life. This is uh, what I have witnessed to be absolute truth. 
We are to share from the heart, share out of experience, and to, of course, share in the power of the Holy Spirit. We remember that as the church was birthed, that uh, Jesus called on the faithful to wait, to wait until they had received power from on high. And then we find recorded in Scripture, Acts chapter 2, of the Spirit coming in, in a powerful way, the rush of a mighty wind, tongues of fire resting on each individual. And they then struck out from there in the power of the Holy Spirit, sharing the good news of Christ, not just of the birth, but of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. They struck out in the power of the Holy Spirit, and the world has never been the same again. All of this is more than just some resolution in and around the new year. Sure, we can say, hey, I resolve to, uh, to lift up the good news of Christ more often, to look for opportunities to be able to share, to, uh, to, to offer my witness. We can make that resolution. This really comes down to a deep spiritual desire to fulfill the Great Commission, the very thing that Jesus gave us to do, to go, therefore, into all the world and make disciples. All the shepherds did was offer a witness of what they had seen and, and heard. That's not to minimize that. What they had seen and heard was profound in, in every way. And what we have seen, what we have heard, how we have experienced Jesus is profound in every way. And we not, need not hold back, but share it uh, with abandon and again, in the power of the Holy Spirit. The, these shepherds didn't report what, what somebody else had experienced. They shared what they had experienced. And that's all we're called on to share as well. We're to offer our witness of the very things that are going on in our lives, the very ways that Jesus is, is molding and shaping us, the, the very things that Jesus is doing to transform us, we're to offer our witness, to tell what we have seen and heard, and to leave the results up to God. We don't save anybody. That's, that's God's work. He uses what we say, what we do, how we share, how we live our lives to profound effect. Leave the results up to Him, but don't, uh, don't be at all hesitant. Don't be at all cautious in lifting up what is indeed the good news of Jesus Christ for all the world. This is a world that is desperate for that good news, desperate for it, may not even recognize it, but still desperate for the very good news that is Christ in the world, that is Christ in each of our hearts. Ashley? The shepherds heard and saw the good news, and they allowed it to transform them. How will we respond? How will we respond? As we have gone through this Christmas season experiencing an array of things, whether it was grief or hope or joy or excitement or anticipation, whatever it is, 
as we reflect back and look on it. And we see and we affirm that Jesus has been born, that the good news has come, the kingdom has come. How are we going to respond? How are we going to be present to the way God is now moving in us? Being aware of God's presence in our lives. Being aware of the good news in our lives. Historically, Methodists have done that in and around the New Year service. Um, calling, it's, it's called the Wesley Covenant Service. In that service, it's a, there's a prayer that challenges us to align ourselves to God's will. It encourages us to more wholly dedicate ourselves to God and his kingdom, to align ourselves to the way God is moving, and to say yes when God moves us and asks us to go. In this prayer, it goes like this. I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt. Rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for thee or laid aside for thee. Exalted for thee or brought low for thee. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine and I am thine. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. This, is an, this prayer is an opportunity to rededicate ourselves to God's call in our lives, to recommit to who God has made us, and to affirm our choice in the new life he has offered us, choosing his kingdom and the glory of his kingdom above everything else. I am no longer my own, but thine. We have this prayer uh, for you in the form of a really large bookmark. For those of you who are readers, or to put this in some place where daily you can start off with this prayer. To be vulnerable, to offer ourselves, to surrender to God and his will. It's a scary thing to let go of the things that we want. But we have hope. Remember, we just talked about fear. When you have fear, you don't have joy. This is joy, surrendering to God and allowing who he is to affirm who we are, to see ourselves as God sees us. As we start this new year, let's start off with this prayer. And if you have a goal to dig deeper into who God is and to discover that, we're going to be reading the Bible together through the YouVersion app. I would love for you to join me in that. If you go into our St. John app, you'll see the invitation there, and you can accept that. If, you, if you're interested in doing it, please let me know. You can be as active in the conversation, because there's a place where you can talk. You can be as active in that or as unactive. But just read and allow God to move you each day through his word so that he can reveal himself to you in new and fresh ways and help you grow 
into who he's created you to be. The shepherds returned from what they had seen, glorifying and praising God. Joy. They had joy of jubilation, exultation. The very joy that we talked about last week as we celebrated Jesus' birth together on Christmas morning. And now we have the opportunity as we come to the table to extend that joy through partaking in this meal that Jesus himself gave to us to do in remembrance of him and the great thing he has done, the good news he has brought for all the people. For centuries, this meal has been a meal of thanks. Eucharist is the formal name that it's sometimes called. And in the Greek form, it means thanksgiving. Jesus himself invites us to this meal. And we accept the bread and the cup. We accept it because we are thankful and grateful for that invitation. And thankful and grateful for who is inviting us. God himself. We are thankful today, not just for the birth of Jesus, but as Paul Harvey used to say, for the rest of the story. We are thankful not only for the birth of Christ, but the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. For all that he did, for every single choice he made for you, for me, for us. This is the good news of our faith celebrated right here at this table. So we find ourselves better prepared to share.